Hello, listeners, and welcome to another uh, beautiful, wonderful edition of Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Jordan. That's me. You're going you're gonna to commit to being a beautiful episode before we've even recorded it? Beautiful, gorgeous, you know, magnificent. Wow. I mean, I, in I my like eyes. I enthusiasm. I think, I think you might be right. In my eyes, each and every episode is beautiful and gorgeous. You don't pick among your 200 children? (laughs) Well, I was going to say, except for among the ones that aren't good. Because, I mean, I'm going to be real with you. Sometimes you finish recording one, you're like, well, that one wasn't that good. (laughs) That one was substandard. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, this time I'm coming in strong. I like uh, it. Preemptively assuming that this is going to be one of the good ones. Uh, So (laughs) hopefully we can live up to the height. Uh, hype with uh, our conversation about Veinless Property uh, by Tenkaio, or uh, as they are known, their their government name, perhaps, Andreas <laughs> Schmidt. Uh, their government name? Government like name. It. Yeah, I was going to say their Christian name, but I don't know what Andreas Schmidt yeah. is up to. You know what I mean? I don't know. Who knows? If they're, Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't know about, maybe they don't have a government name either. I mean, really, let's Yeah, they're I, a stateless person. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, Veinless Property is a, is a, uh, horror game, uh, that is sort of, uh, styled after, uh, Junji Ito, which I thought was interesting. I didn't think it was like, I think the art style is really, uh, 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 bold and, uh, I think it looks good. Uh, I wouldn't specifically have compared it to Junji Ito. I mean, I haven't read Junji Ito or watched any of the animation stuff that he's done. Uh, which if you, if you aren't aware, mm-hmm. Junji Ito is like a Japanese, uh, manga artist. Who's yeah. I, I wasn't of, like, familiar with him horror. prior to this, but I did just browse some of his stuff just to see the comparison. I think yeah. I, I see the, the in the, the spoiler, but the uh, final scene I do feel uh, like is, is lives up to that a little bit. Yeah. There's, uh, there's the icky, creepy butter body horror type stuff. I would say yeah uh is more reminiscent of Junji Ito which I guess is a part of this game so you know maybe I'm just a big dumb dumb uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, but anyway. I think in the in the like um sort of like cell shaded style of the scenes I I also it just seems sort of like generally manga I don't know that mm-hmm. it was like like particularly a specific style but yeah I, I did see I felt like I did see the comparison in the in some of the creepier uh, moments of this game yeah so so this game i would say the art style is probably the most the, the biggest thing that uh makes it stand out uh mm-hmm, is that totally. it's uh, it's all black white and red uh so it's basically like you know a few things it's not even really grayscale it's basically like black and white and the the black will kind of uh it, there's a shadowy sort of effect that happens Mm-hmm. Uh, in the corners and edges that's uh, sort of a I think it's like some kind of pixel shader or something um, that is used to achieve the effect but the only colors are black white and red uh, and it's uh, and it's especially red <laughs> yeah yeah there's a there's a lo- there's a lot of red going on uh, and it's uh, it's effective it definitely immediately gives this game uh, an intense it's it's interesting because mm-hmm. it's not really like a blood red it's a it's a little bit brighter than that i would say um but it gives the the game a very uh intense uh feel 
uh, even when you're just like walking around mm-hmm. turning off lights. Honestly, I, I doubt this is actually true, but it just, my first thought was that it is like pure red, like the, whatever the value, uh, you know, is of yeah. on, only the red color. In like, FF0000. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I don't, What's I'm up? sure it's not exactly, but it, it is just like, there's that kind of like, like uh, computer gra- like computer plain red that just is like uh-huh. really kind of like brightish yeah. and just aggressively red. Honestly, that, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at FF0000 and it's not far. I, I think it's, I think the in-game color is probably slightly darker, but not by a lot. Really? I was going to say, well, okay. Yeah. But I, I definitely see what you mean. I would say it's a, it's a brighter shade of red. I think normally totally. in sort of horror stuff, you sort of expect uh, like a, a, a heavily used red to be kind of like a blood color. Blood is sure, uh, quite sure. a bit darker. Uh, and so I think it gives it uh, a sort of vibrance vibrancy mm-hmm. i guess is what you totally. would uh, call I mean, it, it does also feel very uh like um i think the brightness also kind of helps evoke the car- like um not cartoon but like a uh, comic e look to it sure. it's kind sure. of like that that really like you know a lot of especially older comics use like really bright uh printed colors uh and i feel yeah, like it sure, kind of evokes sure. that yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. So uh, I guess we should talk about gameplay a little bit, which is that this is basically a first-person, uh, I mean, I hate to use the term walking simulator, but it's basically that. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, you walk around in a house, you can turn on lights, there's a few objects you can interact with, uh, but mostly you're just walking around the house as uh, increasingly creepy things happen. Uh, and that's pretty much the whole game, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. We can, we can talk yeah, about it's, the it's, individual beats and, and spooky yeah, totally. moments. Yeah. It's but, pretty uh, short. It's like 20 minutes long. I think it's, um, it, it, it definitely, well, it is a game jam game, first of all. Um, but it was a longer game jam. It was a th- uh, three week jam. Um, mm-hmm. but so I, I do think it, you know, like many game jam games, it kind of has a, a sort of proof of concept, uh, uh, vibe to it. But, um, yeah, mechanically it's kind of, it sort of feels like, um, an explorable, uh, horror movie vignette. Like it, it feels like the, like you're sort of walking through a, you know, a, it is kind of like a scripted narrative. Like there's a sure. very, very linear moments. It's very like cinematic or I guess, you know, continuing with the, the manga um, comparison, it, it's sort of like browsing through a, a horror book or something. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is like, like the kind of, you can walk around as much as you want, but there's sort of like three narrative beats that are just lined out in order. Are you, are you sure there's just the three? I was curious when well, I finished if there was more that I had missed. I guess there there are three that you have to hit, let's say. Yeah, and and those are, three ones are um I guess I was just saying those the the main narrative beats are, you know, like totally like in a scripted order. They they are triggered yeah. by when you do certain things, but it's not sure. like uh it's pretty like a kind of linear narrative. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, one note before we get into the conversation is uh, it's kind of interesting. So uh, the you mentioned this being sort of like a game jam uh, 
type situation. So basically, they they call it uh, triality games. They say three games, three weeks, three dudes. So my I'm guessing is that these are uh, three people that you know generally work together to make games, and they mm-hmm. decided. Yeah, those. Although it says finish their first three games, so I don't know. Maybe this was them just trying to kickstart being a little you know studio and making games together was let's each spend three weeks make our own horror game and then sort of put them out in a little package the other two games in the package are maybe another life and psychopath so we didn't we didn't play either of those but uh i'd be interested to see if they are uh, equally as uh, unsettling <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a weenie baby when it comes to horror games oh, so oh this me one too. Was, it, was pushing the limits for me <clears throat> yeah it's actually it's actually funny because um getting into the game i did i did want to say like my first i guess I'll, I'll start with this uh criticism because it is both a criticism and a thank you to the creators which is that <laughs> this game doesn't have either it doesn't have or it's mixed so low that it uh, might as well not have like ambient sound there's not really oh, right, a soundscape right. <laughs> of uh you know your house there's no creaking there's no wind blowing outside i don't even think there's footsteps the really the only uh sounds are when uh something creepy is interacting with the house or when you flip on a light switch or open a door or interact mm-hmm. with the phone or something um which i think the reason I say I, I thank the creator is I think that uh, ambient soundscape is like in, extremely important for uh, horror and sort of like making the space feel really creepy. Uh, and sure. so I'm thankful that it's not there because, because I was already, uh, you know, pretty freaked out and, uh, you know, getting pretty uncomfortable playing this without that. Uh and so I was kind of, I'm kind of like, well, if it did have this, it would be even more effective, which would just make uh-huh. it, uh, you know, way scarier. But also I, I, I do think, I mean, obviously for a jam, you can't get to everything. Uh, but yeah, I did totally. think that was a pretty glaring, like it feels weird to load into a game and just have it be like totally si- Like I just yeah. thought there wasn't any sound. I, until there I was like, uh, I thought stuff. my sound was broken for about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you don't have to be, uh, Blake, you know, paying attention to audio all the time (laughs) to notice when there just isn't sound there you know Mm -hmm. even uh even an everyday rube like jordan i i I did have (laughs) one brief moment of wondering if that was a a a sort of um artistic decision because Mm. uh the rather than a time limitation sure Um, sure but because there's something like I don't even know why I have this impression it might just be a completely irrational thing having to do with the the insanities of my own mind, but I felt like I associated for some reason, the kind of like comic book style for me, I associated with like, like there was a kind of appropriateness to there being minimal sound in a comic book style. Mm. I don't really know why I had that impression. Um, Mm. uh, But something, the, the, the place that I thought about it was so, uh, they have this great the game has this great effect when you when you click a light switch there's a light switch sound and there's a little Mm -hmm. um i don't know what the name for it is in comics but like a uh some text pops on the screen it's onomatopoeia basically right yeah yeah it's like saying click i assume it's in uh japanese script so i don't know yeah actually what it says they're the japanese onomatopoeia that 
uh, you know, a Japanese person would use to say this is what a light switch yeah, sounds so like, or this is yeah, what a okay. door opening. That's what I assume. Like. I was assuming it was the equivalent of the you know the English word click or snap or something. Yeah, yeah it's uh. it's 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 similar. I think uh, generally in Japanese, like onomatopoeia is a lot more common as like uh, just like a lot of objects will be referred to or maybe not singularly referred to, but you can refer to like, for example, you can, if you say Doki Doki, Doki Doki means like heartbeat. Uh, so you can like oh, just sure. say Doki Doki and mean like my heart is beating. Like you could just exclaim like Doki Doki and pe- people would understand that you mean what like, saying, Oh, huh? the sure. thing is making my heartbeat accelerate or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that. Well, the, um, the, it was evoked so well by the animation of the text that it was yeah. clear that that was the text saying. And so I thought it was a nice, um, a nice touch that the, the, um, the text, it, it kind of appears on your screen in a, I think random location. Like if you click the light switch over and over again, it won't just be appearing in the same spot over and over again. It'll appear mm-hmm. in a slightly different spot. And I thought that was just a great, uh, evocation of the anime style. It just felt very like, um, it reminded me of the, the Spider-Man, uh, Oh, into the spider verse, into the spider verse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a really stylish effect. And I do think, uh, it, at first it's just kind of like oh that's cool but then once it starts getting used for sort of the more horror aspects i think it's uh it's really effective at uh like sort of making you really tense it makes it a it's yeah, visceral totally. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and so that's why i i i for had a brief moment of wondering if the there was a like conscious oh, decision just... to have have no sound because it kind of like mm-hmm. accentuates the 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 sort of like starkness of those little sounds but i imagine mm-hmm. i imagine a expanded version of this would probably have i mean maybe not like background music or anything like that or like maybe not yeah. like just constant ambient sound but i i probably a little bit more sound at least like footsteps and maybe like the occasional whistle of the wind or something yeah yeah just sort of sounds that put you in a space uh mm-hmm. that sort of make it feel like you are existing somewhere rather than just being in like a you know empty void it it, it makes it feel a lot more video gamey when it's like when you know it's like i'm standing in a room it's just it's totally silent until i interact with it by clicking on something right totally if if the if the sound of the world doesn't exist without uh the player interacting with it there's a you know there's a certain amount that you're kind of uh buying into the game uh Mm -hmm. just isn't there on that on that sort of subconscious level um so before we like go too much more into the 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 like actual spooky moments of the game i do feel that i must uh say i don't know if this i guess this is a compliment to a horror game but mm-hmm. i am um, so i'm a weenie uh, i don't <laughs> i can barely do horror movies I think, and i, think I find we're both horror, weenies okay yes i i'm glad mm-hmm. uh, um but i i can't I can barely do horror movies and horror games. I find much more unsettling than horror mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was only able to get through half of this game. And then I had to have uh, Katie, my girlfriend play the rest of it with me <laughs> off to the side. So I wasn't interacting oh, with the, the keyboard. I, w- I wish I could. I wish I could hear the conversation of you asking Katie to come play the game <laughs> for you. Play this game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I basically just asked her and she was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, I am. Um, I am. I'm, I I'm am scared. indeed. 
Um, so I, uh, uh, my experience of the final spooky moments is a little bit secondhand, but, um, mm-hmm. um, well, I, I want to talk a little bit about like what makes, I, were, were you finished with that thought? Sorry. I don't know if uh, I was interrupting you. Basic. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have anything else. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I wanted to say that I think one of the reasons why, uh, like games are scary, more scary than like scary movies, for example, uh, is that there's like a point that happens in a lot of horror games where it's like the game is like, this is the thing that you have to do to progress. And it is extremely not something that I, it's the opposite of what I want to do. I mean, it's kind of like the joke, uh, or maybe a a trope that a lot of people use to make fun of horror movies of like, Oh, why would you ever do that? Why would you split up, you know, dumb, don't Don't go in that hallway. Don't go in that dark, spooky basement. You dumb idiot. Exactly. So the thing about, uh, you know, video games, uh, especially a linear one like this is it's like, you got to do the thing if you want to play the game. And it's like, I don't want to do that thing. That thing's going to be scary. Yeah. I want to mitigate the scariness as much as possible. And <laughs> I want to, uh, yeah, go away from the bad things. I think, I think this game weaponizes that tension, uh, basically from the first moment where it's like, ah, I'm home alone. Time to go to bed. In order to do that, I have to turn off all the lights in the house. I'm like, don't turn off all the lights. Leave the lights on. Not all of them. Have you looked around? The whole world is red and menacing. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking creepy. You dumb as hell. Idiot. I don't want to. I don't want to. The only thing creepier than the redness of everything is the blackness when I turn off the lights. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think you're right that there's something. Um, you know, it, with a horror movie, when it gets really. Uh, really unsettling there's something kind of relief like there's something safe about the feeling of knowing that it's going to go on without you like you can kind of like you know put your hand in front of your face and only peek through the fingers uh and it's like like you know the the movie's going to just keep going and you're you're sort of like uh uh-huh. distant from it and whereas <laughs> yeah. the video game is like nope you gotta uh-uh. do it <laughs> this you one's can, you on gotta, you you gotta you got to take your hands down from your eyes and put them on the controls oh, the and, and yeah. to make this shit go forward. You <laughs> totally. can't escape until you, you know, actually interact with it. Uh-huh. The, the other thing that is um, unsettling about uh, horror games as opposed to horror films is just your, the sense of, of like space that you produce um, kind of like mentally as you explore space is just uh, even more unsettling Um when you're you're sort of like involved when you're in control of the exploration of the space and i i particularly notice this with um like video game uh jump square jump scares that are cued to uh when you move through a like when you pass certain checkpoints or something like that like there's something mm-hmm. more scary about the fact that uh a thing being there and then suddenly or not being somewhere and then suddenly being somewhere uh, mm-hmm. that it it's movement has been uh, in response to you like you sure, you, sure. Check, you checking and it's not there and then you coming back some somehow the fact that you're in control of like of unfolding the information that way just makes it way more at least for me way more for yeah you. well I think there's also an element of like uh, I think because horror is often like you know built on a lot of uh tropes or sort of uh you know built on systems of building tension where it's like you sometimes you know when the scare is coming and you're you know 
part of yeah, the fun totally. is is like uh waiting for the exact moment knowing it's soon but not knowing the exact moment whereas with a game it's like you also don't know that but you you can kind of you in some games you can kind of start to see like well this is when the bad thing's gonna happen and i just have to walk into it <laughs> because that's how games work uh yeah, totally and i th- i think this game has a lot like uh you know i don't think a lot of the scary things that happen are you know it's not they're not really jump scares because it's kind of like i know what's gonna happen i know that uh once i turned off all the lights uh that's when the creepy shit's gonna start and i know when there's the knocking sound coming from the door i know that or i'm pretty sure that the creepy thing isn't gonna happen until i get to the door right um so it's it's less about being uh shocked by like oh shit something scary just happened and more like oh god i don't want to open that door i don't want to know what's out there it's not gonna be good uh and i actually Uh, think that was maybe my my favorite uh scare in the game because of how like it's kind of weird and like a little bit goofy (laughs) the the first one with the thing outside yeah so so uh just to make it clear to the listener so uh the the game starts with the characters sort of thinking to themselves like oh i'm home alone finally well before i go to bed i gotta turn off all the lights so you have to sort of walk through the house familiarizing yourself walking through each room turning off the light and leaving the room mm-hmm. uh and then once you get to your bedroom then suddenly there's a knock 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 and it has the the little onomatopoeia text pops up in sort of the corner and it's small and distant and uh, as you as you keep walking the knocking just keeps like every couple seconds knock 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 and as you get closer it gets bigger and bigger and then when you open the door uh it's just like you click to open the door there's like a weird creepy gangly guy and he just shuts the door back where you just opened it mm-hmm. and that's it, it's, it's it was a little goofy like but it was also it's, yeah. it's goofy in that like really unsettling creepy way of like oh god why did he why was he knocking and then he shut the door <laughs> Yeah, the, so that was an interesting moment for me because I, so when I first saw that, I did find it a little goofy, but my, you know, weak constitution made it so the creepy <laughs> part of it uh, outweighed that. But I uh-huh. I, I um, watched a couple videos of other people playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some YouTubers, and it was interesting uh, how different that uh, beat is um, depending on what angle you're standing when you open the door. So if you're standing kind of like by the, the entry of the door, you see the, you can see the whole figure. You can like Mm -hmm. see, I don't know. He looks like slender man or limbs. Yeah. Yeah. His long long limbs and whatever. But if you're standing like right in front of the door, um, it'll open and you'll only see his hand. And that was way creepier. Um, Oh, really? Interesting. I, yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like, like uh, way spookier, like not seeing his weird, funny eyeballs. Uh, yeah. Made it, um, yeah. It's kind of like the, uh, the alien thing, right? Uh, you where you don't really get to see the whole monster until mm-hmm. the very end. Uh, and so like just seeing these weird little bits and bobs of this freaky creature and not knowing what the mm-hmm. whole thing looks like makes it a lot totally. more like, Oh God. So that, that's interesting. Cause I, I kind of liked the weird funniness of, of that moment because it was like oh that that was scary but it was also a little i don't know why but for me a little bit funny with my scary works for me it makes it more scary kind of <laughs> interesting because because I, I guess uh to me it uh it makes that uh creature seem less like a like some like weird you know uh plainly uh you know uh evil 
creature and rather something with some sort of strange motive you know what i mean oh it Whereas, may seem like, more alien when it's a little bit funny yeah 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 like, like, like if it's, it's just like it's some both alien in, to you like visually and also like you don't quite understand its motivations like yeah why yeah it's, it's like doing, yeah it's like sure. if this thing just wanted to kill me it would just <laughs> push through the door and kill me right whereas the fact that it like gets a look at me and then closes the door and presumably slinks away it's kind of like Oh God! What is what? he? What does is he? Does he want? Does he want yeah. to do something worse than kill me? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I think I see that. And and you know, it is sort of a, a truism about horror, right? That like the less you know about something, or the less you understand about it, the scarier it is. So the mm-hmm. like making it have this like bizarre behavior mm-hmm. uh, definitely like can add to that. Sure, sure. Um. So um. The game, uh, so one thing I did want to shout out about this game is that the, it, it does have a lot of, um, or at least a few kind of nice little touches that I wanted to shout mm. out. So I already mentioned the, the fact that the, um, the onomatopoeia text, uh, is not like just fixed to one spot that it seems to like kind of mm-hmm. jump around for some reason that just felt very like lively to me. It looks slick. It looks, yeah, really it good. does. It looks really slick. Um, and another little touch that I noticed is so at a certain point in the game, you have to go get a knife from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go there beforehand, mm-hmm. um, there are two knives in the knife holder. Oh, uh, and really? then if you go, when you go back to get a knife, there's only one. So, uh, and then in the final scene, the monster has a knife. So that mm. was a great little touch because, um, I, so I'd already seen that there were two knives because I went, I went to the kitchen uh, and I saw the knife and I was like, I want a knife. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, come on, dude, pick it up. There's some creepy dude mm-hmm. knocking on your door. You should pick up a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't let you. And then he was like, later, I'm unsettled. I should go arm myself. I was like, dude, I tried mm-hmm. to do that literally, you know, five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I go back down there and see that now there's only one that mm-hmm. makes, you know, that's really unsettling. It's like, oh, God, it's already gone to the kitchen and, and grabbed one of the knives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a nice little touch. Yeah. Um, here, here's actually another touch that I uh, noticed that I thought was also nice. And I, I might be wrong about this. It might just be that I never went to this space at the right time. But there's a room uh, upstairs in the house or maybe it's a closet where the light switch doesn't work. Which yeah. at the start of the game is, of course, uh, it, it, it feels like, uh, you know, Chekhov's dark room, you know, that I'm going to have <laughs> to go in there at some point. <laughs> And that's going to be where some scary shit happens. And uh, something that I liked is that, as at least as far as I saw, there was never anything that happens in that room. Uh, there's stuff creepy happens around it, but uh, there was no actual scare in that moment. So I thought that that I liked that that room was just sort of a a uh, a way to build the tension of like here's this creepy room where you have no option to turn on the light. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought it I thought it worked well that every time I walked past that door, I'm like. Should I check in there? I don't want to because, because it's going to be scary. Yeah, I so I also never was able to get the light to turn on there. So I think you are right that it just never turns on. But um, yeah, there's something about kind of like knowing that there is a space that you you have never seen anything in it. You don't know what's in there mm-hmm. at all. It is mm-hmm. it is, uh, you know, it leaves a lot of room for the imagination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, did you oh, go ahead. Did you have, I'm trying to think of if any of this, 
the scares I saw were optional. I think there there was at least one, which is, uh, did you see the the eyeballs in the TV room? Yes, I did. Um, okay. So I saw them and was like, uh, nope. Well, actually, Katie saw them because at that point uh-huh. I had hand over control because I'm a weenie. <laughs> but then I saw in one of the videos I watched of someone playing the game, they mm. then got the knife, went back in that room and the mm-hmm. eyeballs were still there and they just swung the knife in front of it and, and nothing happened. And then they turned the light on. I was half and expecting it, it to be one of those classic horror moments where you turn the light on and it's something innocuous like a garden gnome or something weird. Um, <laughs> um, but no, there's just nothing there when you turn the light yeah, it on. Just, it just disappears. That's what I did. I was like, well, this thing doesn't seem to be attacking me, so I guess I'll go turn on the light. And just, <laughs> uh, which is still creepy. Yeah, Maybe totally. not as uh, creepy as something attacking me, but still creepy. Um, so, uh, I guess the question remains, uh, what do you think of the ending? What was your, what was your take? What, what happened? <laughs> I was a little surprised that it, it was so sudden. Uh, so basically what happens is, uh, you know, you go and answer the door and then that's when the spooky shit starts really happening and you kind of keep moving around different parts of the house and, uh, you know, seeing, you know, first you go back to your bedroom and you see the fingers of the of the, you know, whatever creature, you know, unwrapping from the window sill and kind of slinking away. And then a, a window in another room gets broken anyway yeah, through this. Uh, after a few of these scares, then you kind of get the knife and you go up to this room where there's another sound and there's just like a decapitated head in the bathtub and then with like, like the, some veins and a heart still attached yeah yeah there's some sort of weird stuff and it just talks to you for a little bit says some spooky nonsense <laughs> i guess maybe it's not nonsense but it just says something about like don't you want to be like put that knife away and, and become join assimilated or something. or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, which i, I thought was kind of I, I was a little underwhelmed by it i think it it came on a little sudden i think for as much as the game is good and good at building up tension to the like individual moments, I think that that kind of was a little bit like what? Like I've been seeing this weird slender man looking guy uh, <laughs> slinking around and then there's a headless body in the head for some reason. Yeah. It didn't um, even seem like the same creature. It's no. like, it, it was like a woman's head too. It's like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe the implication is that the creature did this to this woman uh, or something, but uh, yeah, yeah sure. I, I was a little bit, I was a little bit scratching my head at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the classic, uh, like lost problem, right? Like you have, uh, <laughs> whenever you have the hints of, uh, a spooky alien mystery, uh, yeah. the, the revelation is always disappointing Ooh, or, or at least the, the, the revelation is always, you know, uh, if it's good, if, if it's not disappointing, it'll be for reasons other than what made the, the hints, compelling because mm-hmm. sure. the, hint, the hints are compelling because you don't know uh, yeah so. if i if i would have uh you know watched more than just like seen a polar bear running around on a tropical island and been like well this is dumb that this is my experience with lost is i was like <laughs> you know 12 or 13 and my friend from school was like dude lost is amazing and i'm like all right and then it was on tv once and i watched it and there's a polar bear chasing a guy around <laughs> on the island and i was like well this is dumb and then i never watched it again <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I uh, I liked the first couple seasons of Lost, but definitely yeah. 
Once I mean, you get to it, three and four, it gets weird, and five and six, it's completely off the rails. It has lost yeah. all re- rhyme or reason. Yeah, which, I mean, honestly, in hindsight, I'm like, come on, younger Blake. That sounds weird. That sounds like a good time. Why is that polar bear <laughs> on that island? Why is there deathly smoke for some reason? The answer to this question may not be satisfying, but that sounds kind of fun. Well, the answer, I don't know if it's yeah. nine 25 episode seasons fun, but uh, <laughs> you know, it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> totally. Um, uh, oh, good. I was going to ask you if you had any of the other comments. I just have a sort of a shout out to uh, a little detail, which is that on the DVD shelf in your room, there's a bunch of like popular anime and stuff. Uh, on the walls there's like uh, i think there's they're all like uh you know it's sort of pixelated so the some of them are shortened but there's like uh neon genesis evangelion and uh i'm trying to think there was akira there there are quite a few different like you know classic anime movies and shows on the shelf which was kind of fun um the only other thing i was i was just going to give another shout out to the the visual style uh i felt like the um the furniture looked weirdly good. Like I thought like all the chairs and tables and even the fridge, uh, looked pretty good. So I was just going to give a shout out to, to that. They, yeah, they have a nice, they have a nice grit and texture. I think yeah, yeah. outside of, I thought so. outside of just being, a you know, uh, stylistically, uh, bold, mm-hmm. I would say the art is, uh, very competently done. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it totally. looks, it, it doesn't just have like a striking look, the individual elements also look good. Uh huh. Yeah, I agree so, with that for sure. Yeah. Well, if we don't have anything else to say about Veinless Property, then uh, we can tell the people about our game for next week, which is a game called <laughs> Only Cans Thirst Date, uh, which uh, looks to be a uh, you know sort of porn parody game. It, it gives me real Robert Yang vibes, except for. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's actually pretty similar to, uh, the very first game we played on this podcast where, uh, you know, a, a gun, uh, or guns were sort of used as a stand in for, uh, male anatomy. (laughs) Oh, incredible. Uh, uh, but, uh, this K in this game, instead of, uh, guns, it's, uh, soda cans, which I'm sure all of you can fill in the gaps of how a soda can and, uh, a male sexual organ uh, might be uh, compared. Male? (laughs) I mean, I'm going to assume that they're male, right? (laughs) I mean, I think we're going to have to wait and see. I think. Yeah, I mean, they could be both. This is the the artistic constraint that the game is working around is how, how do you make uh, soda can sexual? And I think the the answer may surprise you. It may, it may surprise me. I have an obvious thought, and I'm going to guess that's represented at least a little bit. But uh, anyway, uh, you can play Only Cans Thirst Date on oxioxspring.itch.io slash onlycans. Which that's a mouthful, though. How are you going to remember that? I don't know, Jordan. How am I going to remember that? Uh, well, you should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast because we tweet out links to all the all the games we play for the podcast as well as the Twitter handles of creators of those games if they have them. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you want updates uh, on the podcast, uh, games we play, new episodes, definitely follow us there at, at EdgeGuardCast. Um, you will get uh, an update for Only Cans Thirst State next week when we come out with that. Um, 
so we'd love to have you follow us. Uh, tweet at us if you have, uh, if you like the episode, if you have thoughts, or if you have a game uh, that you think would be a nice fit that we should play. Um, definitely do that. So we'll, we hope to see you on Twitter. And if not, we will talk to you next week with only games. Bye.